0: I think I turned this thing on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let there be freedom. Amen. How many is free? Woo. I mean, we sing, let there be freedom. We talk about where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. How many of you are free? Hallelujah. I mean, I see a few of you Free. Maybe it's just that you haven't had your coffee this morning. Maybe it's just that you haven't gotten, you know, you're still in the New Year's, you stayed up too late, you know, on Friday night, and you're still kind of, huh, right? Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm free. <laughs> hey, we had an awesome time this past, uh, this past Friday evening. H- had come on, Right? What a blessing, what a powerful move of God. You know, we were planning on stopping like at 11.59. We're going to do a countdown, but the Spirit of God was moving through this place and people were shouting, people's hands were raised. They were just, I mean, it was just a powerful move of God. And somewhere along about 12.10, we realized, oh, we just missed it. (laughs) So we stopped and said, hey, you know what, guys? It's 11.59 somewhere in the world. And we had a little countdown, and, and it was a great time. But, man, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Billy and Paige, for organizing such an awesome event. Yes, it was a great time. Thank you, Megan and worship team, for your commitment of coming in and, and really leading. Great, great stuff. It was really good. Have a seat for a minute. minute. I actually have a few announcements. Um, next Sunday. Somebody's tired. Oh, that was a young person that did that. What in the world? What in the world? <laughs> I feel your pain this morning. Come on. <laughs> um, next Sunday morning, right after the actually right after the worship service, there'll be a, a children's ministry's vision casting meeting. We would love for all of you who are who, if you are a parent of children. We want you to be a part of that meeting. If you're interested in being a part of children's ministry or just interested in finding out what is AMCOG children's ministry doing, we would love you to come and be a part of that meeting uh, to hear what all's going on. There'll be food there. So we're asking if you're coming, if you RSVP, we're gonna be um, catering that meal from um, El Jimenador's restaurant. Come on, somebody. I can handle a little Mexican, right? Come it ain't lunchtime. Yes, y'all all y'all right. Anyway, uh, please come out and be a part of that. You, 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 if you're interested or if you've been a part of children's ministry and you've kind of taken a break and want to jump back in, this is that moment. We really are looking forward to uh, really growing in our children's ministry and looking forward for your help and being a part of that. Awake 21. How many of you have heard of Awake 21? All right, about three people. It will, you must not have been here last Sunday because it was announced last Sunday. Awake 21 uh, is 21 churches, 21 uh, pastors joining together, and we're going to be doing services in 21 different churches over the next 21 days. It started last night at, uh, at uh, Townsend, at Rio Townsend. Tonight it's going to be at William Blunt High School, and uh, that's going to start uh, at 7 o'clock at William Blunt High School. Uh, Pastor Scott Lingefelter. Boy, that's a... Linga. yeah. Lincoln Felter. Lincoln Felter. That ain't what it says right here. All right. It will be be, uh, at William Blunt tonight. Come on, be a part of that. It's going to be a great, great, great time. Uh, Then tomorrow night, it's going to be at Fairview United Methodist. Um, And so, if you would like a list of all the churches and where it's going to be and who's speaking... um, there will be one out the back table back there. We would like you to be a part of that. Uh, yours truly is going to be preaching on the 12th at Tukalichi uh, Missionary Baptist. And then at th- on the 14th, the service will be here. That's a Friday evening. We want you to come and just enjoy. Uh, our worship team will be leading at, at our location. But uh, we want you to be a part, right? Amen. Amen. We, we don't want anybody to be left out. We want to make sure. Look, sometimes we do a 21-day fast. How about fasting some evenings to be a part of this event? How about saying, you know what, I want to set aside time so that I can go and be a part and, and see what God's doing. I want you to remember the, the Chambers family. Um, Matthew Chambers' dad passed away, Drew. And then also, um, many of you may or may not be aware, Brenda Breeden passed away uh, suddenly this past week. And I want you to remember them in prayer. Uh, the funeral arrangements um, will be posted, and, we, and we'll let you know when that is. Also winter the youth had a winter formal coming up. <laughs> now, I don't know about, you know, how your kids do things. Yeah, I don't know about how your kids do things, but my son had me order him a a like tuxedo like suit about 2 months ago. He come in there like, look, "How I look, daddy?" Anyway, it's going to be a fun time. These kids are prepared. They're ready. It's going to be a great time of just fun, fellowship, and food. Um, that's good stuff. So that's, that's coming up on January the 15th. Winterfest Amplifies Amplify is coming up as well, coming in February. I want you to go ahead and be prepare your minds for that uh, so that uh, you can prepare your kids. Also, there's going to be a marriage retreat, and that's going to be in March. So it's your opportunity, right? Ushers, would you come? As they're coming, they're they're gonna play a a minute and a half video. Roll it. Happy New Year! <laughs> I want to, uh, as, as the usher's here, I want to say thank you guys so much for your giving. Um, because of, of what you did last year in your giving, it allowed us to be able to reach further uh, in ministry. We were able to do more in missions. Uh, we, you know, sometimes having been a missionary for eight years and... and you, you learn to appreciate churches who are consistent. And I want to thank you because we, we became a church consistent last year. A church that has identified five different missions. You'll hear about that in a few moments. And I want to thank you for, for being faithful in your giving. We are able to do some great things. And this year, um, Amy's going to come in a few moments and tell us a little bit about um, don't shake your head at me, no woman. This Sunday, Next Sunday, Amy's gonna share a little bit about, <laughs> about what we were able to do with OCC, but I, I wanna say thank you guys so much. You know, what does that look like for us? You know. And and, and some people might say, Pastor, you mean you're gonna tell the numbers? Yeah. From from 2020 to 2021, uh, the year difference the giving was up $100,000 compared to the year before. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and so, that's a testament to your faithfulness to God. And it opens the doors for us to really look at how can we better serve our community? How can we better uh, help missions locally and globally? And so, we're, we're looking at great plans and expectations this year because of your faithfulness. And I want to thank all of you guys for just being super sensitive to the Holy Spirit, being wise with and frugal. And as I want you to know, on the 30th of this month, we're going to have a business meeting, so you're going to hear how we operate. And you're going to hear how we try to be conservative and we try to be frugal with what God has blessed us with so that we can reach and touch others' lives. Listen to this. Just a couple weeks ago, I mentioned to you the need for a, a global missions building. Well, guess what? We just bought one. Isn't that amazing? Somebody said, Pastor, you didn't run that by the church first. Well, guess what happened? Because of the voice going out, somebody came by the church and said, We want to pay for that missions building. Isn't that great? So God is working all things for His glory and for the good of the kingdom of God. And so I just want to thank you so much for your faithfulness. Be aware, we're going to be busy this year. It's going to be a great time. We want you to be a part of it. Uh, If you haven't locked into something yet, there is a place for you to lock in. Don't use that as an excuse. Well, nobody's asked me. I'm asking right now. If anybody's in the sound of my voice, even online, we need you. We need you to plug in. We need you to be a part. We need you to jump in. There's multiple areas that we need you to be a part of what God's— I believe God's about to do something amazing right here. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us. Lord, I thank you, God, that we can reflect on the goodness of God. I'm, I'm thankful that we can look back and say, God is so awesome. And, Lord, even in the trials, even in the shaking moments that we face, even in the the, the fiery times, God, we reflect on those and we recognize that, that when we're in the fire, it is the refining fire of God. And, Lord, help us to walk out of those moments perfected because of your grace. Help us to walk out of those moments with greater faith, knowing that God is with us. And, Lord, that we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God, for every gift and every giver. Bless and encourage and strengthen everyone in this house. Thank you for this great new year, this great new opportunity, Lord. And help us to serve you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: If y'all stand with us as we continue our worship. God is good all the time, amen?
0: better than
1: by which we are saved, by which we are healed, by which we are delivered, there is no other name. And in this year of 2022, I declare that Jesus will be lifted up in this building.
0: you, Jesus. Would you just raise your hands right now and honor the presence of the Lord in this house? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that your presence is real. We thank you, God, that you're in the house. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. We thank you, God, that you loved us so much that you were willing to leave the throne room of heaven Lord, to be born on this world to face the temptations and trials that we face, to stand in our place on the cross of Calvary that we might have life and life more abundantly. Lord, help us not take for granted the grace and the gift that you've given us, the freedom that we can find in you, Lord. God, we may, may we press in to find healing. May we press in to find restoration. May we press in, Lord, to be the vessels that you've called us to be, to operate preparedly, and intentionally for the plans that you've made for us, Father. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That we have that moment. We sing of being called up into your presence. And Lord, last night as, as I sat and praying and listening, and I heard the sound of that mighty rushing wind blowing around outside. And I was reminded of the day of Pentecost. Lord, when, when when everyone was in one accord, when they were together, like-minded, seeking your face, and the Word of God says that, that a rushing mighty wind entered in and cloven tongues of fire came and sat down on everyone. And Lord, I pray, God, that we once again get into the... Attitude, the mindset and the desire and have the expectation that when we come in, that we, we're expecting a move like that once again. Lord, I, I'm believing for a, an outpouring of your spirit. I'm believing for a latter-day revival. I know the Word of God says that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I believe that that, that has happened over and over again. And Lord, I also recognize that, that the Word of God tells us that there'll be a great falling away. I believe that so many have found themselves in apathy, and so many have found themselves in to the kingdom of God and the plan of God and the purpose of God. And I'm afraid, Lord, that there's so many that doesn't understand the falling away because there were five wise virgins and there were five unwise virgins. In other words, I believe that so many believe that they're on the right path and on the right way, but God, their heart is cold, their life is bitter, and they've turned their back on you, God, because they don't seek your face. And I pray, God, that once again that they would be a mighty rushing wind. And and Lord, help us to recognize... God, that Your presence is right here in this room right now. You desire to do something among us. You want to move among us, but Lord, You're waiting for somebody to step into the water. You're waiting for someone to step out of the uh, of the comfortable. You're waiting for somebody to step out of the normal. It's waiting for somebody to say, Lord, whatever it takes. I just want You, God. Because there's nothing else that will satisfy. There's nothing else that will energize. There's nothing else that excites me but to know that I know that my Savior lives and that I have a home in glory and it's mine. This world and all this stuff will pass away, but my words, your word, God, will stand forever. God, stir us once again. Created us as... As the psalmist David said, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, that in these last days, as we can see the signs of the time, are moving quickly. God, let us have a heart that is passionate for you. Let us have a desire that that overwhelms us, that that takes away all of the, the innate desires of the world, but puts in us a heart and passion for your truth because it is your, it is your truth that stands forever it is your truth that gives us the foundation the platform for everything else to take place for your word says in Matthew six thirty three, seek the kingdom <laughs> seek you first and your kingdom and all these other things will added, add, be added into us Lord, let us have a first-seek-first first mentality. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. i just in your presence. I
1: just want to see.
0: your desire nothing else I don't know about you but there's nothing else that will satisfy there's nothing else that will bring life there's nothing else that will give us the hope there's nothing else that bring healing and wholeness it is only as we are dependent on the peace speaker right he is the prince of peace that we find peace amen That's my prayer. That we get so called up in His presence that nothing else will satisfy. I don't know about you. I mean, have y'all been in one of those places where just the presence of God overwhelms you so much that you just want to find your way back to that place? I mean, man, I, I, I guess... I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm not talking about location. I'm not satisfied with just going through the motions. I'm not just satisfied with singing a couple of songs and clapping my hands. And I, I, I just feel like God has something more. I just feel like... If we could press in, if we could just let loose of, of the false expectations of this is the way it should be or this is the way it has to be and just say, God, however you want to move, God, whatever it looks like, then Lord, I just want you. I mean, if we start thinking of, well, this is the way it happened when I got saved, or this is the way it happened when I experienced God, then we miss out on the new presence, the new purpose, the new glory. And he he says, sing a new song. He says, watch and see if I don't do a new thing among you. We're too busy looking for the old way. Look, I'm I'm not saying that the old is bad. I mean, when... When the new temple was built, when the new temple was built, the Bible says that the old generation was weeping. Listen to this. The old generation was weeping. Because they when they were just looking at the edifice of the building. And they were saying, Well, the building doesn't look as good. It's not as magnificent. It's not as grand. It's not as glorious. It's not what it used to be. And too many times we're looking, y'all can keep playing. That sounds good. We're too caught up in trying to work things out to make it like it used to be. And God's saying, look, I've left that moment. I'm in a new season. I'm in a new moment now are you willing to flow with me? Are you willing to flow in the direction that I'm leading you now? Because we might sit around and reminisce and and, and believe me, you're talking to a, I know I'm 48 years old, that's young to some people, that's old to some people, but you're talking to a young kid who was raised in Pentecost, who was raised in one of those fiery churches down in Belton, South Carolina. And and, and look, do I miss those shouting and running and dancing moments? Yes. I'll never forget what I grew up in. I'll never forget the the, the the warmth of the presence of God. I'll never forget the conviction of the power of the Holy Spirit that, that caused people to literally crawl from the back of the church on their knees to the front because they just could not handle the presence of God. It was so overwhelming. I'll never forget those moments. I'll never forget coming to my physical senses under a pew, speaking in a heavenly language and wondering how in the world did I get here and what do I look like? I don't ever want to forget the things that God has done in my life. Those are monumental moments. I never want to forget the heritage that that I have. But I don't want to stick God in a box and say this is how it has to be from now on. I never want to put look The presence of God is not flowing or trying to adapt to a culture. You need to hear me. I think too many times churches try to adapt to a culture. And there's a sense of there's a sense of methodology that we have to use to reach new generations, but it doesn't mean that we adapt The word of God or the presence of God to the culture that we're in, because if anything, we find we find people trying to change the word to adapt to them, and it's the very word that's meant to change them. And so we have to be cautious and careful of how we are operating and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how we how we operate in today's society to reach this generation. But let me tell you something that they can't deny. They can't deny the power of God. They can say, well, that singer sounds good or that singer doesn't sound good. They can say, well, that building is super cool, right? They can say, ooh, they got a light show and they got this or that. They can see those things. And and, and that can resonate with some people if they're only looking for cultural experiences. Look, do I want to change these gymnasium lights? Absolutely. Do I want to paint the inside of this place? Yes, because it's 20 years this time. But more than anything, I want it to be a place where the Spirit of God is welcome. Yeah. And that, come on, that's all right. And that we become so inviting to the Spirit of God that His presence willingly moves among us because we're willingly willing to move with Him. And and, and that in itself will charge this generation more than anything else. Look, Friday night, man, guys, you guys blessed me. And and we started out, it was very lighthearted when we started out. Uh, We started out with, you know, some really praise songs and they were dancing and we had our little, you know, uh, those glow in the dark glasses and we had all the, the hoopla going on. That was cool, right? And, and, and I could tell, you know, they, so there were a few who were like, you know, I, I want to get into this, but we're all having a good time here, you know? And that was great. We want to have a good time. How many know that God wants us to have a good time? He created us with humor. Look at some of you. I mean, uh, me. He created us to have fun. So one of the funnest people in this church is Marlene Walker. I mean, if y'all, if, yeah, if y'all follow her Facebook page, I mean, she keeps me rolling all the time with something, just, a, just such a fun personality. God wants us to have fun. But what I loved was, there was a challenge given, and I saw the atmosphere shift. It, it went from it went from lighthearted dancing and enjoying the the atmosphere to a sensitivity and a want for God to move. And kids began to separate along here. Some went in the back, and and, and the worship began to get intense. And I saw, look. I saw young people dancing in the Spirit of God. Some of y'all had not seen somebody dance in the Spirit in a long time. But I saw young people dancing in the Spirit of the Lord. I saw a move of God take place on Friday night. I said, that's what we need. We need an atmosphere that, that the presence of the Lord is willing to enter to. And let me say, what invites the presence of God? are willing to obey. Look, there's great praise that goes on all the time. There's great praise that goes on in your car. Come on. There's great, amazing singers. They're professionals. It's great. But what invites the presence of God is your willingness to flow into His presence. It's your willingness that When he enters in, you're willing to obey whatever he says do. You're willing to operate in that presence. I mean, the Lord's all around us right now. He's right here. The absence of his presence would be hell. His presence is right here. He, he, He says, acknowledge me, right? If you acknowledge me, trust the Lord with all your heart, Acknowledge, right? He wants us to acknowledge him, and the acknowledgement of him is to say, "Lord, however you choose to move, I'm willing to flow with you." I I, I know I got a message to preach, but here's the thing: I want that is my expectation for this year, as that we begin to come in with an expectation that God moves. And listen, when we have that expectation that God wants to move among us, and we we come with the expectation that I'm gonna flow and do what God tells me to do, then I believe healing will take place. The Word came to us, and, 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 and the Word was this, too many people are seeking the blessings. We want the healing, and that's not wrong. We want healing, right? We want deliverance, right? There's nothing wrong with that. We, we want the blessings of God, yes. But Matthew gives us the greatest, if, if you want for I hate the word formula, but God, but it gives us the formula, and that is seek first the king of God. Seek Him. And all these other things will take place. So many people, we're, we're, we're Pentecostal, so so many, so many people, somebody said, well, you don't preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, yes, and I'm, I'm wrong for that. I do need to focus on that. But here's, here's the thing. What is Pentecost? It's us getting into the presence so much and allowing him to move that he has his way in our lives. Do you think that the upper room with the 120 winner says, man, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to walk out speaking in tongues. What? No. They just wanted more of God. And I believe that if we would just want more of God and we'll take the time to spend in his presence and we'll take the time to really embrace him and invest in that relationship, I believe that we will see the Spirit of God move. I believe we will see the baptism of the Holy Spirit take place. I believe we'll see the gifts of the Spirit operating amongst us. I believe we'll see prophetic words. I, see, I believe we'll see words of knowledge. I believe we'll see His hand move amongst us so powerfully if we will surrender ourselves to Him. You don't have to seek gifts. Seek him, the gift giver, and all that other stuff. And I, I, I'm not, I don't mean to demean it by saying stuff because it's powerful. But all the other benefits will be added to us. Amen? How many want to see that happen? That's my passion. That's my heart. That's my desire. God, God. Make us keenly aware that you're in this place. Make us keenly aware that we are your vessels to be used and operated by you. It is you who who formed us. It is you who breathed the breath of life in us. It is you who operates in us. It is us who needs to submit to your plan. It is us who needs to learn to be dependent on you. It is us who needs to say, Lord, have your way. Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't He? Happy New Year. Good to have our visitors with us this morning. I, I just, I'm, I'm excited because I believe in every area of our church, things are shifting. I believe we're about to see a, an amazing shift. And, and look, we got to get on board with what God's doing, right? I'm excited. Can you tell? <laughs> Amen. I guess I'm going to sp- preach a minute. Is that all right? I'd already been preaching, but I, I, I want to delve in just a little bit further. Joshua, chapter 3. There's a lot of Joshua's in this house, isn't there? If your name's Joshua, raise your hand. There's a couple back in the back. There's Joshua's Josh all over the place. Spillers, shrove, keble. Joshua chapter 3. I, I don't know if you feel the way I feel, but um, I know that the weather is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It feels like 100 degrees inside this house right now. Is it warm? That's why y'all sitting down kind of... They must have set the weather for Dan in here. (laughs) Dan, you know, Dan, I really appreciate you. Dan never complains. He Never complains. I'll see him. He'll go get a jacket or he'll get a sweater. He's prepared. He said, Pastor, it's not about me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. I think Megan left me. I wanted to uh, really say, too, that I'm excited about this new year. Um, one, because um, bringing on Miss Megan uh, as our uh, administrator for the church. Yeah. <laughs> Megan. Mirror minute. Um, I, I really. Um, I really kind of stole her away from her role. She's been in administration at the University of Tennessee. And how long have you been working at the University of Tennessee? Uh, university, 11 years. 11 years at the University of Tennessee. And she's worked her way up into some uh, administrative roles. And and, um, and I'm just excited because... What I feel like, and and you guys who are in leadership here will will say Amen. One of our biggest struggles in trying to unify and have a unified front is communication. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so I'm really excited about the the opportunity to define clear communication. I believe she's going to be able to help us with clear communication. I I believe that she's going to help us uh, in kind of structurally. Um, we we have a tendency to kind of just be all over the place, and and some of you new folks, you might reckon. I apologize, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing us have a a, a better model of structure so that there's a clear path to get off of the interstate onto the highway and into our parking lot. And, and that, that's, that's from, from ministry standpoints to physical standpoints and I'm looking forward to, to that being able to do. I'm looking forward to um, seeing our systems better because we are we have such a caring heart. This church is such a caring church. We have a huge heart to love people, to care for people, um, but we don't always have the best, best methods of knowing when the needs are available or when the needs are, are there. And so we want to have a better strategy of, of, communi- of communicating and systems to help us care. And so I'm putting a lot on her shoulders. She's, she's a small package, but dynamite comes in small packages. <laughs> Amen. And so we're really excited about what Megan's going to bring to the table. And you're going to be hearing more from her. You're going to be seeing her more active. Um, And so uh, if you have any questions or you need anything, you know, from an administrative standpoint, uh, when people come to me, I'm going to say, go to Megan. Go to Megan. That way I can focus on more visitation. I can focus more on on the pastoral role and be able to uh, minister more effectively than a a plate spinner who's getting this plate running over here, running to the next plate, trying to get that plate going. And and so I'm really excited. So, Megan, welcome. Thank you you very much. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I mean, when you think of a new year, you think of, you know, I, I, as you heard, my heart, I mean, I was sharing my heart, is, is I, I believe that <clears throat> that we should have a new expectation. I believe that we should have some uh, expectations, not false expectations, because I think that sometimes people put false expectations on the church. They, they, they put the church in a box and think that it should be this and it should be that. But, but really, what is the church? Us. It is us. We are the church. So when you put expectations on the church, you're putting expectations on yourself. And I would ask yourself, is that the expectations I want on me? Right? So when we think about expectations, let's think about where do we want to be? Where do we want to be? What do we want to see taking place? How do we want to see uh, the body of Christ functioning in this local congregation, and, and, and so I have expectations, and and I understand that with expectations comes challenges, right? How many of you has ever had some challenges? Yeah, there's going to be challenges because as we as we re, uh, gain vision, we also understand that there's challenges to vision. But we but we trust that if God's given a vision, He'll make provision for the vision. Amen. Provision for the vision, right? And so we we want to be open to how God moves. We want to be open to new ideas. We want to be open to uh, having a renewed hope and seeing this church be everything that God created it to be. I mean, God established Alcoa Maryville Church of God for a purpose. It wasn't just a a little hole in the wall on Gill Street. It wasn't just moved over to Montville Station. It wasn't just brought here. It wasn't just a transitional. God brought us here for a purpose. And I want to see us operate in the purpose that God has established for us. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Joshua. Joshua chapter 3. I mean, when you when you think about moving forward or crossing over, Joshua had a a difficult task in front of him. He he was to lead the people of God across the Jordan uh, River into the Promised Land. He also uh, was to achieve what his mentor Moses had not been able to do: is to lead them into the Promised Land. They've been wandering for forty years, forty years in the wilderness. And here, the very first thing that God tells him in Joshua chapter 1, I'll go back, go to Joshua chapter 1. I don't think you guys have this, but in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross the Jordan, and you and all these people to the land which I am given to them, the sons of Israel. Think about that. So the first thing that God tells Joshua as a commission is that I want you to take these people across the Jordan. Wow, what a challenge to think of all these people, all these different opinions, all these different ideas, all these different ways, and you're wanting me to lead them across the Jordan. So there's going to be challenges. There's going to be uh, things that he had to face, trials that he was going to have to deal with. And, and so he had to reflect on who he had with him, what's went on, what's, what's happened over the last 40 years. And then, then he had to plan and prepare for what, what was to come. In in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and and he and all the sons of Israel set out from from Shittim and came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. When I think about this, first of all, I think of the fact that never leave for tomorrow what you can do today. The Bible says he had to rise early. So many times I think we, we tend to let things pass. We tend to let things go. We, we think of where we need to be in our spiritual life. We think of what we need to do as far as the body of Christ. Well, that can wait till tomorrow. We can wait on that. Look, if God gave you a promise that, that you could win a million dollars if you'll go do something, would you go do it? Come on. Some of y'all are afraid to tell the truth right here. Absolutely. And God's given us the promise. God's given us promises on a daily basis, and yet we don't activate them because we're not willing to step out in faith to fulfill it, to see it happen. We're too busy waiting on something else or waiting on someone else. And yet here the Lord gave them promise. He says, I want you to go to the promised land. I want you to get up and go to the promised land. God has promised us a promised land, but he's looking for us to be willing to cross over, looking for us to be willing to be uh, intentional to say, Lord, I want what you want me to have. Lord, I want what you want me to do. God, I want to see your kingdom advanced. And God, I know that it won't happen with me sitting in my recliner. Look, we get caught up in in committees. We committee God to death. Don't we? Well, there's a committee for that. We 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 focus so much on the board, and then we get bored to death. Waiting on the board, and then the subcommittee of the board, and then the board's board, right? We talk about everything, but talk is cheap if we don't have actions behind the words. We've got to do something, we've got to activate. You know, I'm thankful because when I look at this past year, in the midst of all of the the inabilities to do things, guess what? We did stuff. We have a Parents' Day Out program that started this past year. Isn't that awesome? We have a, a homeschool co-op that started this past year. We had Celebrate Recovery that just that just celebrated its its one year anniversary. I mean, we're 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 seeing things happen. Isn't that great? Somebody said, Pastor, man, it's like the church is being used seven days a week. I said, Isn't that awesome? Woo! That's a good thing. We're not we don't we haven't invested in something that's just used twice a week. active. God wants us to be active. I mean, in that word, in in Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, it says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. If somebody says, as far as you can walk, as far as you can walk, it's yours. Would you just sit down and all right? That sounds. That looks like pretty far. I was like, "Well, that's a long way." Woo! Come on, that's good stuff. God's giving me all that. But if I'm not willing to get up and walk it, it's not mine. It's a promise that it will be mine if I'm willing to walk it. Everywhere my footsteps is mine. I've got to be willing to make some footsteps. I'll do the a- walking after me Oh, I got to walk around a little bit. Got to walk it out. Come on. I, if it's being given to me based on what I'm willing to do, I've got to do something. Right. Amen? Amen? I mean, Joshua chapter 3, verse 15 to 16 says... <clears throat> Am I right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. i got to go get my eyes checked. And when when those who carried the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the ark were dipped into the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest, verse 16, the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great distance away, Wow, at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethon, and those which were flowing down toward the sea of uh, Abra, the, the salt sea, were completely cut off, so the people crossed opposite Jericho. So in other words, if, if I'm planning on experiencing and crossing over, and God's given me a promise of crossing over, He's given me a promise of receiving something, then guess what I've got to do? I've got to put my foot in the water. Wow. Step into the water, way down a little bit deeper. Come on. I was waiting on somebody to join me in. <laughs> We've got to step into the water. We've got to be willing to step out. We've got to be willing to the crossover. If I'm just sitting at the edge saying, oh, God's giving me the promised land on the other side. Woo! Lord, take that water away. No, he says, step into the water you got to step into the water. That means it might get you wet to start with. It might feel uncomfortable to start with. It might not seem right to start with. God could have said, well, let me dry the water and let you walk off. No, he, he wanted them to step into the water. That's what faith is. Faith says, you know what? I'm believing though I don't see it for I walk by faith and not by sight. Though I don't see the water heaping up, though I don't see the dry ground, God says step. And I'm going to step no matter what because I know if God says step, if I step, God will take care of me. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Wouldn't that look like? Well, look, for Peter, it like stepping on top of the water. Come on. It might be that you walk on water. It might be that you walk through water. But if God said step, then we've got to step. Amen. I mean, look, not everybody... I think sometimes we're afraid of failure, come on, come on. right? We're afraid of doing something new because we're afraid we might fail. But when you think about it, look, uh, Thomas Edison. How many times did he fail before he made the before he created the light bulb? Ten thousand failures, right? He didn't look that at ten. He didn't look at it as ten thousand failures. He he looked at there's ten thousand ways how not to make a light bulb, That's right? right? We're too busy looking at failures and this. It's just the fact that we're just, we're just, Lord, here we are. Let's go, right? I had a friend of mine in, in college. His name was John Rochester, and, and, and he, as a young teen, he ended up in jail for, for DUIs, and then finally he straightened up a, lo- a little bit and went to college. About midway through college, he, he decided to buy a van, one of those, a van like yours, just emptied out, and, and and he would go, his daddy owned a wholesale house in South Carolina, and he would buy through his dad. He would buy from his dad. He'd fill that van, he'd go up to Sweetwater wholesale, he'd go all these places, or Sweetwater flea markets, and he would sell to the dealers at the flea markets. One day on the way up to the flea market, the van caught on fire. And here he is, he's out on the side of the road, he's throwing stuff out of the van, trying to get it out before, before the van burns up. He calls his daddy and says, Daddy, Will you help me buy a new van? He says, son, that's just how business starts. He didn't give him one dime. He said, you you have my name already. You have what I give you. He says, the rest is up to you. That young man today is 46 years old. And now he owns his dad's business. He didn't, his daddy didn't give him a dime. He went down to, to Dalton, Georgia, and started a wholesale house in competition with his dad's. Grew the one wholesale house bigger than his dad's five wholesale houses, became a bigger distributor than his dad, then came and bought his dad out, and now owns it all. We can sit there and we can sit by the side of the road and we can say, well, my van's burned up and my daddy won't help me and so I I guess I'll just give up. But here's a young man who started out in failure but ended in success because he was not willing to let failure stop him from doing what God's called him to do. And guess what? He's one of the largest missions givers in South Carolina. I remember calling him, living in Honduras. I called him, and of course, you know, he he and I were good friends because we were uh, roommates for a little season there. And and, and I told him, I said, man, I just need a van. So the very same thing that he lost, he bought me in Honduras. I said, thank you, Jesus. God takes care of you. But we've got to be willing to... To move past failure, move past fear, move past, I don't know if I can do this or not. When we say, if God says do it, just do it. Amen? We've got to cross over with the presence of God. Wherever, where, whenever you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you, you'll you set out from your place and go after it. In other words, you've got to follow the presence of God. Right. Amen? I mean, what does it take to maintain a relationship I mean, if I was to take a microphone around here and ask some of you guys, what does it take to re- maintain the relationship with your wife, I won't do that because I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> It'd get you in trouble, could. But the thing is, is that when we understand that relationships take investment, relationship takes time. Relationships don't just happen because you walk up and stand in somebody's presence, right? I mean, I can stand beside you all day long, but I don't, I, may, I may not ever know your name. And then if I want to build a relationship, it means I've got to spend time. I've, I've got to ask questions. I've, I've got to be a part of this thing. And, and then if I want that relationship to grow and I want it to become, you know, close, then it means that it's a give and take because there's some things that I'm going to find out about you that I may not like. And there's some things that you're going to find out about me that you're not going to like. There's difference in characteristics that we have. And some of you who've been married long enough, you know that, Right? And you learn to value and you learn to appreciate one another and you learn to to work together and you understand it's it's not a give and take, it's a give and a give. How much different is that than our relationship with God? Because I believe that so many times we have gained the mentality of the world that just says, give me, give me, give me, give me. And we've looked at God as this big genie in a bottle, and we want to rub the bottle on Sunday and say, "Whoa, God, just come out and answer my three wishes. But relationships aren't that way. It takes getting to know one another. It takes spending time. And if I really want to impress my wife, I do things for her, and and, and then I'll go and and brag about it. Guess what, baby, I'll wash the dishes. Come on, it's good. I do that sometimes. Somebody said, Oh, that sounds like a works based uh, religion. Well, let me tell you something your work will take faith. I mean, your, your faith will take works, right? Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. I mean, too many times we're happy with just receiving our ticket to heaven. Woo, I got my ticket! That ticket, what does that ticket mean? It means that you've been now given the right to become the sons of God. As the children of God, you've been given uh, the, the ability to become a part of the kingdom plan. And a part of the kingdom plan means that you are the ones who are advancing the kingdom. Right? For the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It means that there's going to be some times that we've got to get in and, and it's going to feel like we're overwhelmed. It's going to feel like we're, we're, we're drowning. It's going to feel like we're just fighting this fight. And guess what? We are. But we know we have a commander in chief that is with us, that speaks into us, who shows us the path and leads us in the way. And we know that, we're, that our armament is better than anything in the world because it's his. Amen. We've got to go in God's presence. I mean, think about this. Ezekiel chapter 47. In Ezekiel, there's a river of life. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all read that before? There's a river of life. And from that river of life, it brings healing. It brings life to and sustaining for all that follow it. But it also tells us that that life dries up in the marshy areas. I think too many times we're taking rabbit trails off of the river of life. Come on. And we get into these these marshy areas, and well, it feels wet, but there's no life in it. it. It looks like there's something there, but there's no life in it. We've got to maintain our position in the river, and rivers often... Uh, equal with spirit. We've got to make sure we're flowing in the spirit of God. Just because, look, just because they say spirit filled on it, if the spirit's not moving, is it spirit filled? There's an amens and old me's and old God help us, right? I mean, you, you can't go by the title of it. You've got to go by the, you'll be known by the fruits you bear. Are you spirit filled? Are you demonstrating and operating in the Spirit of God? Do the fruits of the Spirit flow from you? Are you operating in the gifts of the Spirit of God? And if not, have you found yourself in some marshy area that maybe looked like the Spirit? Because the Bible says that they'll talk about Spirit, but they'll deny the power thereof. Right? And so... we've we've got to be willing to flow where the Spirit of God is leading us as a body, as a congregation. Where is God wanting us to operate? How is he wanting us to operate? Because we can sit in some marsh, an offshoot of what God has done, and it can look like a a thing that's happened in the past because every marshy area is where God has flown at some point in time. But if God's not flowing there anymore, it will dry up at some point, and it will become lifeless, and it will become dead like the dead. See, I know I'm closing out. Ezekiel forty-seven and nine, and it shall be that ever living thing that moves. Wherever the rivers go will live, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the rivers go. But we look at verse uh, uh, verse 11 of Ezekiel 47, but its swamps and marshes will not be healed. In other words, there will not be life there. They will be given over to the salt. God's presence brings life. God's absence brings death. We've got to cross over with urgency. We've got to cross over with an intentionality. Because it said that in Joshua chapter 3, it said that they had to, uh, they wanted them to stay 2,000 feet or 2,000 cubits, which is about 3,000 feet, 18 inches per cubit, away from the ark. And it said that they would go and they stand in the middle, and then the people would walk through on dry ground. This is a prophetic sign for the church today. Guys, we are called to walk into the middle. And there's an urgency. There's people who are who are needing life. There's people who have, and, and I'm not just talking about the world. The world. I'm not just talking about people out there. I mean, we put we put expectations on people of the world as if they're supposed to be Christian. We walk around offended because I can't believe that person's cussing like that. And let me let me help you understand something. Worldly people do worldly things you know what gets me more tore up is christian people who act like the world i think that i think jesus got upset with that too didn't he and, and so we have to understand that this is an urgent time that we step up to the plate that we we're bearers of, of the presence of God. And, and it is us, the, the priestly kingdom of God, that now steps into the water that, that will see other people reach the promised land. And if we're not stepping, then what are other people seeing? if we're not willing to move into uh, into a new realm and a new revelation and not, not willing to walk out the plan of God, then who are we hindering from receiving God's presence? Who are we hindering from experiencing the healing power of God today? Boy, sure is quiet up in this Pentecostal church. Look, we're not promised tomorrow. I mean... I, in the last two years, we've seen, we've seen young people pass away. People's in their 40s. We've seen people in the 30s. We, we, we're not promised tomorrow. We have an urgency. And we need to operate as if, what if this is the last day of my life? What if this is the last year of my life? What will I do for the kingdom of God this year? How will I operate right now? Listen, you you can't outdo God, so why not give him everything? Amen? Amen. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says, says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Another version says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Guys, we need to be aware of what's going on around us because the world wants to to capture us and get us into this lullaby uh, mentality that it's all about us. And if we don't keep a keen eye and, and an awareness of what the enemy's tools and tasks are, we will lose sight of the plan that God has for us. So we need to walk carefully. We need to walk wisely. We need to walk consciously, redeeming the time. I'm closing Somebody better get up here. We need to cross over with a a preparation. Joshua 3 and 5 says, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. We need to be prepared. Be prepared. We need to clean ourselves up. Sanctify yourself. If If you look, I think it's Joshua chapter 5, it basically told them that the people who had come out of Uh, out of egypt were circumcised in other words they were had been a part of the covenant plan but for some reason or another during that 40 years they had missed out on following the covenant plan and therefore they were not circumcised and so when he's saying you need to sanctify yourselves because if we're going to go into the presence of god if we're going to fulfill the promise of god and go into the promised land you've got to be prepared for the presence and so so we have to be Understand that we've got to prepare ourselves to walk in the presence. Look, some of you guys are super diligent about having your checkup every year, right? You go to your doctor. You get your blood pressure checked. You get your sugar checked. You get all that good stuff. You do your oscopies from one end to the other. You get all that stuff done, right? We we do it. I mean, we know to do the checkups. But what about the spiritual checkup? What about looking introspectively into your walk with God and say, Am I living the life that I should live? And what can I do to make sure that I'm obeying, walking in truth and living as God would want me to live? Is that all right? You good? And lastly, we gotta cross over without the baggage. Joshua three and ten. It says, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will, without fail, drive out from you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Prezerites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and, and the Jebusites and all the ites. I think that sometimes we have a lot of ites in our life. I mean, what are the ites? The, the ites are the, are the ones that we supposed to defeat 40 years earlier. And there's things that we've allowed to be in our life. We've allowed the ites in our life, the, 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 and, and listen, those old things will come up and bite you. And, and we've got to realize that God wants us to cross over. He wants us to enter in without the baggage of the past. And we'd ask God, God, search me. See if there be any wicked way I me. Mean. Lord, search my life, check me. Because if I'm going into this new journey with an urgency to see the kingdom of God move, I don't want anything that's going to trip me up along the way. How many times have you seen somebody on fire for God, but yet they've got something in their past that they haven't dealt with, and somewhere along the way they trip up and they look back and say, Man, why did I let that bother me? Why didn't I deal with that so many years ago? I've literally seen some great, phenomenal pastors. Pastors who've allowed their past to creep back in because they didn't deal with the it back then. We've got to let go of the baggage. What does that mean for us as a church? It means we need inner healing. We need God to heal us. We need God to to bring healing emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We've got to be renewing in our minds and our hearts. There's so many who who say, you know, I I, I trust the Lord. I believe in God. And and, and there's no doubt that they they do. They do. They believe in God. But because of past hurts, whether it be a pastor who said something to them rudely one time in, in, in his flesh, now they walk around as vagabonds going from one church to the next, trying to find the right person that matches up with their personality. I'm like, what? Get healed. And then you won't be triggered by every person you run into. Let God heal your person. So that you're not triggered anymore by other personalities. So you're not triggered by situations. You're not triggered by people. We need healing. Look, what we, we recognize that one of the, the, probably the biggest tool of the enemy, when it says there'll be a great falling away, it's because of Offenses. How many times do we get offended? Well, they did. They didn't sing my song this morning. And it was too loud, or it was too hard, or it was too cold and, all, right? We let so many little things offend us. We let people who say the wrong time at the wrong moment. Tear us up. And look, Jody, I'm I'm just picking on you a minute because I know you can handle it. If Jody comes to me and has a bad day and he says something to me that hurts my feelings, I'm not going to quit God over it, nor am I going to quit the church. Because my recognition is this. He's a Christian who loves God who wants what's right. And so somewhere we've had a misunderstanding because if we, have, if we serve the same God, if we have the same spirit of God, because there's only one, right? That is right, right, All right. Then, 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 then something is awry and it's just a tool of the enemy to keep me from accomplishing what God wants me to accomplish. The Bible says this, it says, if, you have all, if, if your brother has all with you, it didn't say if you have all with your brother, right? If your brother has all with you, when you go to the altar, leave your gift there, go make it right, and then come back. So if I feel like I've, he may not even know it, he may not even be aware that he just offended the fire out of me. I'm spitting mad. I'm like (laughs) red-faced. I've got to go back. Hey, brother. I love you. You're my friend. And you said something the other day, and and it it just hit me the wrong way. This is what I heard you say. Can you help me understand it better? Can you help me? Wouldn't that change everything? But you know what sadly we do? We pick up the phone and say, Did you hear what so-and-so said to me? Right? And then we get six other people mad at that person. And that person just had a bad hair day. They're not bad. We're on the same page. Look, we need to cross over without the baggage. We need to start this new year, let loose of all of the baggage that we're carrying, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the offenses. Let go and let God have his way. Let God transform us. Let God begin to work in us. Amen. Amen. Ushers, come and prepare us for communion. As I'm closing... Caleb could have been completely offended. Caleb could have given up. These bunch of heathens, God told us to go take the land, and they didn't listen. Hard-headed bunch of people. Some of y'all work with people like that, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Caleb... Was told at 40 years old at Kadesh Barna, he said, God told him, said, I'm gonna give you this land. Y'all go ahead and serve. Y'all go ahead and serve. He said, I'm gonna give you this land. It didn't happen. 40 years. Can you say, somebody say 40 years with me? 40 years. 40 years. He wandered with that bunch of people that caused him to wander in the wilderness. Forty years, he could have walked in a fence. Forty years, he could have been frustrated and mad. Forty years, he could have been bitter. But for 40 years, he plugged into his mind, God gave me a promise. And if God gave me a promise, he'll fulfill it. If God said it, I'm going to hang my hat on it. 40 years later, we find Caleb crossed over. He's had a crossover experience. I'm sure he's standing on those side. and the- Woo, I made it. I got this. God told me. Can you imagine? 80 years old. You know, 40 years old, you had your, you just ready to fight, right? 80 years old, you're thinking, Oh God, here we go. <laughs> 80 years old. And 80, 80- At 80 years old, 85 years old, actually. He told the Lord in Joshua 14, 9 and 12. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. He said, These, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was wandering in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet as I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain which the Lord spoke to me on that day. Guys, we can cross over in fear and wonder and doubt and failure. and We can cross over with all the baggage of the past. Or we can say, Lord... You brought me this far for purpose. And where where I am, God, use me now. You brought me this far, God. I'm trusting that you will conquer, that you will use me. Now, now we might not be as strong as, as 40 at 85. But I believe that our spiritual strength is just as strong, if not stronger. Amen? This new year, we have a choice. Will we just linger and mourn the past? Will we look at yesteryears as the greater years? Will we sit around and complain about this new generation and how they're not like the old generation? We can do that. Or oh, we set our sights on something greater, and that is the presence of God. And trust that if if God be for us, who can be against us? And trust that greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And know that a shadow of a doubt, that if we're surrendered to Him, He will empower us for the purpose that He has for us in this new day. Amen. Guys, I'm coming with expectation. I hope you're ready to join me. T.D. Jake says this way, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm expecting something awesome. I I just can't wait. I just believe that there's going to be miraculous things happen around here. Not Not because we're seeking miraculous things, but just because people are so hungry for God that they just can't get enough of him. And when they break into that presence, it's gonna be so uh, awesome that the flow of the Spirit's gonna take place. Lives are gonna be transformed. Man, it's gonna be good. Jesus, all of this is not because of what we have done, but because what you have done. And Lord, we thank you, God, Lord, for being willing to leave the throne room of heaven so that we can be a part of your great plan. And we recognize the gift that you have given us, your broken body on the cross of Calvary, that we can be made whole, that we can see healing, that we can see renewing, that we can see life abundant. And Lord, today as we participate in remembering what you have done on the cross for us, as we step into this new year, God, help us to walk that out in every part of our life. Your broken body, so that we could be made whole. Would you take and eat? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, That is by your stripes I am made whole. Thank you, Lord, that it is through the veil of your flesh that now I enter into the Holy of Holies, that I've been made able to walk into the Holy of Holies. And I pray, Lord, that I will not take that invitation for granted, but, God, that I will daily dwell in your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood on calvary it is the blood of the new covenant the covenant that i have in christ jesus that that old things have passed away and all things have become new and life is more abundant because of your work on the cross of calvary and lord thank you jesus for being my substitution my to take my place on that cross, to give me the liberty and the freedom to now worship and honor you, the freedom to no longer be bound to the sins of the past. But Lord, now I can become a child of the King. Thank you for being allowing me to be a joint heir in Christ Jesus to your kingdom plan. Thank you, Jesus. Would you take and drink? Lord, may we never forget. And Lord, may we take action because of what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Happy New Year. I love you guys. Those who are visiting with us, we are so thankful that you're here. Feel Feel free to come and join us again. We want you to. We'll treat you so many ways. you got to like one of them. We we have a good time around here. There's a lot of things going on. Get a bulletin. Get active. Remember tonight at William Blunt High School, there's going to be 21 churches represented there tonight coming together to hear the Word of God and to worship together. Come be a part of that event. God bless you. Happy New Year. Greet and love on somebody.